This episode contains swearing and deep conversation of existential topics. Listener's discretion is advised. Wolfgang, and allow me to welcome you to the Openness Podcast. This show is about me taking a philosophical approach to life, the universe, and everything in the hopes that I may better understand the world and my place in it. This episode is about morality. What is it, and how can I use it? Is it objective or subjective, and are there mental tools that can be used to better understand it? Morality is one of those topics that when you bring it up in conversation, especially at family gatherings, it gets really sticky really quickly. We are so convinced that we know what is good and what is evil, and yet, when looking for the truth of ultimate goods, you really quickly find that there isn't a satisfactory answer. In this episode, I'm going to explore this topic to the best of my ability, while recognizing the fact that there probably isn't a perfect morality. The questions I seek to answer are, what is good? What are moral systems, and how can I find the quote-unquote best moral system? Let me start with what is morality. Morality is the set of codes, conducts, and values that we layer on top of our perceptions of reality. When we look into the world and see things, we don't just accept our raw perceptions of it. We add value judgments on top of what we see. When I look at a fancy sports car, I don't think, oh, that's just a car. I think it's a beautiful car, or that it's an evil car because it consumes so much gas. It's not just a car. I layer my own value judgments on top. This is also true of actions. We place on top of actions values to determine how good or evil it is. Going around and being charitable to people, helping those in need. Most people would say that that is good. Going around and stabbing people in the street for no reason is considered pretty evil. We do this to everything, and we are so immersed in it, we don't even think about it. But these value judgments are not universal. The way I may feel about a person or thing may be very different from the way that you feel about the same thing in reality. It is inherently subjective, and for the most part, our values have been given to us by the society that we grew up in and were immersed in the most. The next question I want to ask is, do morals exist outside of the human mind? I don't think so. Things only become good when there is someone there to say it is. If a star goes supernova in a galaxy far, far away and wipes out an entire solar system worth of planets and stuff, is that good or bad? I don't think it's either, it's just what it is. Back here on Earth, if a tree falls on a colony of ants, is that good or bad? I mean, it's probably bad for the ants, but what do they know? If a lion kills an antelope, is that good or is it bad? Well, it's pretty great for the lion, but for the antelope, this is the greatest evil. And that's even assuming they have the ability to pass value judgments. This realization leaves me in a strange place, though. It leads me to say that there is no such thing as good. We made it up. If that's the case, why are morals so important to us? What is their purpose? If it's made up, is there such a thing as the best morality? 
an important thing to note here is that even though it's made up, doesn't mean it's not powerful or useful. Money is made up. We just pass these pieces of paper assuming that they have value, but it's really us that give the paper value, not the paper itself. I think the same is kind of true with morality. I don't think that actions or events or people are good or bad in reality, in independent of our own perceptions. But because we layer on our own values, they have massive bearing over how people act and react to you. If you are kind and compassionate and you help those around you, people will treat you differently than if you're an asshole. But unlike truth, I don't believe that there is some ultimate set of values that are correct or perfect. Some would claim that there is a god which exists who passed on his or her values onto us, and we must follow them. But I would ask, which god is the correct one, and which interpretation of their holy scriptures is correct? Adding god doesn't actually solve this problem, as many people use these divinely prescribed values to commit atrocious acts of violence. Values are a technology that humans have created, or biology has gifted us, to get us to act in certain ways. To ask what is the best morality is like asking what is the best tool. The best tool? For what? What are you trying to accomplish? Asking these questions just spawns more questions. So let me try to answer them, and in doing so, I'll try and create a framework to better understand what morality is, and so that you can decide for yourself how you want to live. Morality as a tool. If I'm going to look at morality through the lens of it being a tool that we made up, I must ask, what is its purpose? Why do we have it at all? To me, I think, the first versions of morality were made to maintain the social cohesion of groups of humans. We are soft and squishy creatures who aren't very strong or sharp, with very large brains which consume a ton of energy. The only way for us to survive in a hunter-gatherer context is to work together in groups and communicate ideas and knowledge in order to plan. The only way to do that is to be friends with each other, trust each other, and cooperate for the success of the tribe as a whole, success being survival and reproduction. So, morality is a mental tool to ensure humans act in a certain way based on beliefs and goals. Morality was probably first invented as a code to ensure cooperation, trust, and survival. If you have a tribe fully accepting the morality, you don't have to worry about them backstabbing, stealing, or fighting from you. It frees up your time to focus on other things like survival of the tribe. Morality is doubly important if you're trying to make larger societies work, since large societies are made up of many individual tribes of many backgrounds, and there needs to be a large-scale agreement over morality. If the modern world has taught me anything is that we really don't have this large-scale agreement, but it does happen in small or even large sections of the world. The Western world all agrees on certain things like life and liberty and freedom, and it has worked out okay. But we are still faltering. And because of that, I'm trying to come up with the best set of tools, but whenever anybody ends up coming up with some quote-unquote best set, they 
commit some horrendous acts. So instead I find my focus on the tool itself. And I'm increasingly interested in the idea of mental tools. A set of ideas that you can use to make sense and categorize our thoughts and perceptions so that we can make better and more informed decisions. So through morality as a tool, I ask what is good? This question is so vague it hurts the brain to even think about. So most people don't. But I would then ask the question, good for what? I am an engineer by training, and I would always define good in relation to the system that I am building. If I'm making a kite, it is good to be light and aerodynamic. It's bad if there's holes in it. If I'm designing a sewer grate, it's good for it to be heavy and have holes in it. And it's bad for it to be light and so that it flies away in the wind. Good and bad are in relation to the goal that you have, and I believe that this applies to our morality. Our moralities are made up by individuals and cultures who which disagree massively on issues of good. So I choose to look at it more from a goal-oriented approach. Now if I'm looking at it from a goal, I have to ask which goal is the best one to have for my morality. But then you have to define the best, and for that you need a goal for your goal for your goal, and thus you fall into an infinite loop of continually asking what is the best good. I think at a certain point you kind of just need to accept something. In the past, people have used God as their end point for what is the ultimate good. But for many reasons, I am not convinced by the God argument. So if I'm excluding that, how would I arrive at a ultimate good? And I think you just kind of need to accept something at some point. I've chosen to accept the idea of human thriving. It is important in this idea that you realize that you can't exclude anybody, because when you do that, then human thriving becomes human thriving for me and mine and nobody else. And then you can start justifying taking and murdering and pillaging from other people to ensure your own survival. And I mean, that's kind of what we've been doing all along. Just one group rises, another rises against it, they fight, some die, somebody succeeds, and so on and so forth. So with human thriving, you need to be all-inclusive for all people across the entire world. And in that human thriving, it's a recognition that we all deserve to live and thrive, not just survive. So what do we need to thrive? We need food and water and shelter and community and, honestly, nowadays, the internet. Um, and everything else that allows us to succeed. And if you look at the world through that lens, you realize rather quickly that a lot of our civilization kind of sucks at doing that for a lot of people. And I think that this is because our society has accepted a different set of morals to be the ultimate good. A more individualistic and selfish way of viewing everything. 
The only thing that is good is the thing that brings profit for me and mine. Again, another exclusionary mindset. So in my worldview, good things are those that promote human thriving, and bad are things that take it away. But my goal is not the only one that exists. There are many sets of moral codes from every culture that exists. And to say that any one of us has found the ultimate perfect goal is kind of, I don't know, narcissistic? So I've decided to develop a tool. And this is the idea of the Phoropter. The Phoropter is a medical tool that optometrists use to test your eyesight. It's this fantastic looking machine with many different lenses that can flip in front of your vision allowing you to look at a picture and it'll get clearer or less clear and you tell them which one is more clear and eventually they land on a set of lenses to give you for your prescription. The way that I would use this is kind of similar but instead of trying to see the world more clearly, you're just trying to see the world from different perspectives. We each have a goal in mind when we are developing our morality, if you're into that sort of thing. And when you recognize that other people have different goals, it is an interesting exercise to be able to look at the world through their lens and recognize that they may have a very different way of viewing the world. The things that you think are really good might end up looking really evil from their perspective, and vice versa. But as we discussed earlier, there is no real ultimate good. When you take off all of the lenses and look at the universe without any goals whatsoever, it's just stuff that happens. It's what it's. But I don't think very many people can live in that perspective. A lot of our institutions are made specifically to distinguish which ones of us are good and deserve rewards and which one of us is are e evil and deserve punishment. And if they adopted the neutral worldview, they wouldn't be able to fulfill their goals because they would say that everybody is good or everybody is evil or none wouldn't be able to work. So in order for our society to work, we do need to have trust and cooperation, and thus we need morals. Moral systems are large and complex things that are hard to dissect with words and thoughts. The one thing I would suggest is talking to people you encounter about their own morals and try to figure out the way that they see the world. Add another lens to your collection. Once you have many that you can remember and hold in your mind, then you can use your phoropter to its highest potential. In my previous episode, I talked about the idea of convergence, where truth is found when you get many people together who are searching for truth, and they all arrive on the same agreed outcome. And I think that you can kind of use the phoropter for the same end where you try and look at the world through many people's 
different lenses and where everybody agrees that something is good then that becomes the quote-unquote best good you can get thus far if you disagree then you either adapt your own worldview to accept their good or they don't convince you very well and you drop their idea of good the point of all of this is to remember to always be open to other people's opinions adapt when you are proven wrong and accept there is no real ultimate good you must be on a never-ending quest to become better day by day the nuance here is that you need to do this without getting conditioned by your culture you need to be seeking diverse opinions from people from all walks of life and making up your own mind about things not letting your community pigeonhole you into their own static way of thinking. I came up with a couple of examples of goals, and they are drastically simplified for communication's sake. There are as many people out there as there are morals, so don't let me limit you by only my list, and I'm sure you can think of many more. So here I kind of want to ask myself what my ultimate good would be if I were to choose anything. Since I accept there is no objective good, things just happen, I need to just accept some standard, some thing that ends up being the ultimate good. So what standard would I set? Well, I like living, personally, and I like living a good and healthy life. I enjoy having food and water and shelter and friends, and I like it when people aren't allowed to take those things from me. Those things I would define as being thriving. We need to be able to flourish because we have all of our needs met, and we have a community around us that can support us, and we have everything we need in order to thrive. And this means to me that everybody deserves food, water, shelter, community, peace, autonomy, freedom, fair laws and justice, economic equal opportunities and connection so now systems that can support that and make our society more like that becomes good and things that are taking those things away from us become evil and should be stopped so basically my ideal ends up being monkey thrive together and from there i derive the rest of what becomes my good Good things are actions and systems that promote this human flourishing. These will be pro-social acts. Evil things become actions that destroy human flourishing. These would become anti-social acts. Not just on an individual level, but communities at, and societies at large. But that's just what I believe, and there's plenty of other people who believe other things. For example... The Economist Pro-Social The highest good is the project that produces the most value for humanity as a whole. This kind of person cares about economic systems that are regenerative and non-exploitational that produce value for everyone. The Economist Anti-Social The highest good is profit for me at all costs. Everything is fair game, and the only thing that is evil is a drop in shareholder value and taxes. The environmentalist, pro-social. The highest good is ensuring the protection of the natural world, including humanity. We need to build systems that synergize with nature and preserve as much natural resources as possible. 
the environmentalist, antisocial. The highest good is ensuring the survival of the natural world. Humanity is a plague that must be exterminated. The humanist. Humanity is the main source of consciousness in the universe, and we must protect it at all costs. The tyrant. Power for me is the only goal. Anyone who doesn't join my team deserves death. And the benevolent power hoarder. I seek power to ensure the thriving of all people, but I have to be the one in control. These are only a few examples, and I was honestly just having fun. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I really do believe that humanity kind of needs to work towards one goal. If we can harmonize all of humanity towards one benevolent goal, it would be the greatest achievement in all of history and could bring about a great new age of human thriving. However, by the same token, if we harmonize all of humanity under the wrong goal, or a goal that is exclusionary, we could produce the most fucked up system to ever be created. I think right now, in 2022, we are in this strange place where we have accepted individualism and money as the ultimate good, at least here in the West. And it is this selfishness and fetishization of obscene quantities of wealth for only a small amount of people have led us down a really, really dark path. I think at the end of the day, the system that is going to win out is the one that produces the maximum amount of value for the maximum amount of people while ensuring the survival of the human race for many, many generations to come. Whatever we have right now is failing miserably at that, and I'm extraordinarily curious to see which goal comes up next. In conclusion, nature independent of our minds seems to not contain an ultimate moral good, but we still require morality in order to survive and cooperate and form societies. Since morality itself is inherently subjective, I needed to look at it from a different perspective, so I took the goal-oriented approach in order to try and solve morality, at least for me. Each of us has a goal in our mind for our morality, and these goals determine how we see good and evil. The Feropter is a mental tool designed to make you think about how other people view the world and what their good and evil is. Then, through convergence, you and I may arrive at an agreed-upon, ultimate-ish good. It is my belief that human thriving is the ultimate goal. So now I'll leave you with a question. What is your goal? If you believe that this podcast has value and you learn something from it, you can support me by telling a friend or your enemy about this framework and mindset that I'm trying to create. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at opennesspodcast at gmail.com. That's O-P-E-N-E-S-S podcast at gmail.com. In the next episode, I'm going to be talking about human endeavor and see where that takes me. <laughs>
Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.